In today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to initiate difficult conversations. Let's go. The real question is this. How can you be more intentional in your relationship before the wedding day so you can live out a Christ-centered marriage that doesn't just survive, but thrives? Welcome to the Journey to Marriage show. We are your hosts and relationship coaches, Rafi and Sarah Fiolina. We believe that if it takes almost a decade to prepare for the priesthood, then a single course or retreat isn't nearly enough to prepare for a lifelong marriage. We help couples like you enter into your marriage vocation with confidence through developing your relationship. We're glad you're here. Now let's get started. Aloha and welcome to episode 203 of the Journey to Marriage show. This is Rafi and Sarah. And today we're going to be answering one of your biggest questions, how to initiate difficult conversations. So we figured we ask, we, we start answering all of your questions um, because we are going to be doing something exciting in our training, opening up for Q&A. But this is one of those questions that we want to answer leading up to that training that we're going to be doing. And um, it's this, how do you initiate difficult conversations? How did you used to initiate difficult? Like, have you ever had like difficult conversations in your in your past relationships? They were not pretty. Can you share an example? I don't remember initiating difficult conversations, but I remember my ex partners that would initiate it very angrily mm-hmm. and just kind of attack me or throw me off guard and i just remember like whenever that would happen i would just go to like here we go again or like what the heck is happening right now yeah it kind of just throws me off yeah for me like all of my difficult conversations my past relationships it just happens at the most inopportune time i remember this one time where i was with my ex and i was taking her home she was a little intoxicated and she shared something with her liquid courage. She was like, Hey, I'm talking to this dude. And I'm like, Oh hell no. (laughs) And we had this, this difficult conversation. Like I didn't decide to do anything. Like I decided to just run off of my emotion because what she shared was just like, no way. Like we're not ending this night. Like we got to figure this out right now. Like, I'm not okay with this. Um, I, later on, I started to realize that I mm. was one of the, the fa- I was at fault there too because I wasn't really a good man at that time. Right. And it was it was just crazy how but, it was like that. Yeah, but the first thing there is how not to initiate difficult conversations no. is being intoxicated. Don't do that. <laughs> Definitely don't try to resolve conflict when you're feeling that way. Or angry. It doesn't make... Like my past it, partners. It doesn't work out. Yeah. I know when we started dating, we wanted to do things differently, especially w- when it comes to resolving conflict. And one of the things that we learn, just like becoming relationship coaches, uh, one thing we, we've we learned from um, Dr. Sue Johnson, she is uh, one of the leading experts around attachment science. And she shares about this concept of creating that safe connection, that if there's not a safe connection between a couple there will not be 
there will be judgment. There will be criticism. There will not be a time to be open, responsive, emotionally connected, accessible. Like these are things that are important for a safe connection. But when, um, when you don't have that in your relationship, there's no way to have a difficult conversation. So the key was to learn how to resolve conflict by first creating and cultivating a safe environment. And that's kind of what we did when we had this really hard time in our relationship where, <laughs> interesting enough, Sarah was drunk. <laughs> but I didn't initiate a difficult conversation. <laughs> no, I had to initiate it afterwards because the day before, we like I blew up on her. And right. um, I don't want to share the whole story. But by him then, doing um, that, that created um, a not safe space, a not secure, safe connection, which caused me to leave. Yeah. Um, so we had to learn the hard way. And that's why when we came back the next day, it was a lot better. Yeah. And I don't know if you were even expecting that. But what I did was I actually had to call her. All right. Text her. I was like, hey, we, let's talk at this time. Uh, there's something that I have to share with you. And... Um, when we we're talking about the situation, like I wanted to make sure I wasn't going to criticize her. I wanted to create like a no judgment zone and to share how we truly felt about this, especially for me, like being affected by this because of what she did just really upset me. Um, we were trying to spend time together, quality time, but what the the decisions that she decided to make before that wasn't in alignment with what we were envisioning. But after like having this difficult conversation around this, like it was very peaceful. It was nothing like what we experienced in our past relationships. We got into an agreement of our, our ways forward around this situation. And like as a whole, like we experienced that joy, we experienced that forgiveness, that growth from that situation. And uh, it was amazing. And it's something that we always make sure we're prudent about when we're having hard conversations. So if you desire to initiate hard conversations, you need to create a safe environment. So what are some things that the, the listeners can do to create safe environments? Right. So you can create a safe environment for yourself and for your partner or whoever you're communicating with by first coming from a place of I, right? Because that is taking the spotlight off of whoever you're trying to communicate with and it's coming from you. You're not attacking them. You're not out to get them. You're just trying to share your side. Can you give an example? Right. So when you were upset with me, you could share something like, I felt upset or disappointed when you showed up to our predictable reoccurring event intoxicated. Wow, that's very specific. Predictable reoccurring thing. It's important be, to be specific. And I did communicate in yeah. that way. I shared with you how it affected me. And that's why you didn't feel defensive. Right. If anything, you just start, you start crying. Because you started to realize your mm -hmm. actions and behaviors and how it affected other mm -hmm. people. So definitely communicating from a place of I. Number two is not being emotional. If you want to have a hard conversation with somebody, 
You need to make sure your emotions are controlled and managed. You don't want to fix conflict when you're like in the heat of the moment. Even if you're like, oh no, I wanted to fix it now. I want to fix it now. If you're that person, this is going to be hard for you. Yes. <laughs> You've got to take some time, manage your emotions, go out for a walk, whatever you got to do, pray. Uh, make sure you're in a better um, emotional state so that you can have that rational discussion and resolve the conflict. And what's another thing? Uh, I mean, there's a second part to not being emotional, but asking your partner if it's a good time to talk to them about something because they might be emotional, mm -hmm. like not emotionally ready to have the conversation that you want to have with them. So it's polite and it's good to ask them if right now is a good time to have that conversation. Yes. So hopefully this helps. Hopefully this gives you some tools to start to initiate the difficult conversations in your relationship and it's first by creating that safe environment. But speaking of difficult conversations, one of the things and the difficulties of these types of conversations is that they often hurt us from and cloud us in our judgment of discerning marriage, especially if you are dating. Like when you're having these difficult conversations the wrong way, um, it could really hurt your discernment to the vocation of marriage. But if you want to learn the right way, uh, what we encourage you to do is actually register for our free training that we're going to be doing for specifically Catholic dating couples. It's called How to Know if They're the One to Marry in Less Than One Year, Even If You Struggled with Communication Problems, Chastity, and Arguing Over Small Things. If this is what you want to do, if this is if you really want to desire, like if if you really want to discern marriage in less than a year, you don't want to waste each other's time, energy, and money. You want to have more a harmonious and fruitful relationship. You want a relationship that honors God, that honors your partner. If that's something that you desire, then we encourage you to grab your free ticket to this training. The link is in our show notes, and we're super excited to meeting all of you from around the world. Um, to help you in your journey to marriage. Uh, with that being said, we're praying for all of you holy couples on your journey to marriage. Take care and God bless. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast so you can get notifications of future episodes. Secondly, would you mind doing us a huge favor? If you received value from today's episode, please share it with your friends. Then, please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you, and this will also help us reach more couples preparing for the vocation of marriage. And lastly, if you want to go deeper with your life, spiritual, and relationship development, go to journeytomarriage.com slash resources to see a list of tools we personally recommend for your journey to marriage. Until, Until next time, time future spouses. spouses.